Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. It is a football Friday, Mac. We're in some different locations. For once, I'm in the different location, and You're the you one. are yeah, home right. in your home studio. We're doing a little right. fall, you know, you know, Mac Jacobs in school, and so he's learning and he's got homework. Fall break. Fall oh, but it's fall break. So finally, a break from that five month old curriculum. And here we are. We're at the beach. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's big time. I'm sure he is enjoying it. Um, and again, you, you, it was funny. I was kind of telling you beforehand, I have to walk outside to get to the studio. It's in the back of my garage in kind of a separate room. And it was pouring rain. So I think that's the first time this has ever happened since these new digs. So uh, the hair looks fine. Hair's good. And we are we're ready to oh, go. <laughs> I was worried about you, Mac. I was worried. You know, Thank you. it's also raining here at the beach. And it makes me want to go to Ingalls. Get all of my yes. ingredients and make some dang chili. You know what I mean? Just Come that on. rainy day yes. food, right? <laughs> no question about it. it. It's the best. I know it's a little bit chilly. We're getting a little chilly. Chili for oh, the chili. I'm so good. I'm so good. Unbelievable. Uh, but that's that's what you need. You know, it's comforting. Mm. You kind of hold your bowl. It's warm. And then you just dive into that mm. chili. Let's mm. go, baby. Um, so real quick, before we jump in, Football Friday, like you said, you a little short amount of games this week. So but some good ones, some big-time matchups. We're going to break all that down, but real quick, a message from our friends over at Ingles. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingles Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app, and your Ingles personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space, and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh. Fast and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Mac, let's talk about these football games. We've got five of them. All of them are ACC versus ACC contests. And this is going to be a big week for me. This is a make or break. This is a put up or shut up. All right. Because last week, your girl went four, uh, three and four against the spread. Not great. Mac went five and two. Oh, no. Mac is 29 and 19 on the season. I'm 26 and 22. So both, I'm, I'm respectable. You're doing really good. We're doing good. You're killing Vegas. Come on. So if I want to stay in this race, I got to be able to put something together <laughs> this week, Mac. <laughs> you got to figure mm. it out. And I, again, I just want to bring this up. I am so mad at myself because I... I worked myself. I studied you did. myself. You talked yourself into Miami. You did. I talked Matt, myself you're not the into first Miami. And you like won't be the idiot. last. That's right. And it won't be the first or last that happens to me. I'm sure this season, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, I was ticked about that. But I will say, radio, like I told you earlier, we picked those earlier mm. in the week. So I was on the Georgia Tech train. I knew that was going to happen. Which ones count, though? Which and ones an count? Impressive. Well, it depends on who you ask, mm. you know? <laughs> but, you know, you go, you go. So we're doing okay. We're doing okay. <laughs> um, and, yeah, these games are, I will say, pretty yeah. difficult. I don't know if I'm going to be as lucky this week. With Every them. spread is seven and a half or less except for Florida State. But, Mac, overall, 29 and 19, yeah. very good, sir. Very I'm good. Mad. I'm, I'm very impressed. No, I try. I try You're my hardest. You. You, you know something about this sport in this league, it seems. Okay, let's get into our big game breakdown. We've got two games in that one today, and both are happening 
in the triangle on Tobacco Road. Number 25, Miami is visiting number 12, North Carolina, 7.30 p.m. on ABC primetime. North Carolina is a three and a half point favorite. If you missed our episode with Cayman Rucker from Wednesday, go listen to it. Cayman is awesome. We had, Mike, we had quite a few people commenting. I'm a Florida State fan, but I love this episode because Cayman Rucker was yeah. so good. And that's just, that's awesome. I love seeing that. And he really, I mean, he can go on to do literally whatever he wants in life. And we just really appreciated talking with him. Um, and he's going to be a big factor in this game, Mac. So you and I, I think are both, let's be honest, we're both leaning UNC. I think the world is right now because of what just happened to Miami. So is there, let's start with Miami. Like what can Miami do to win this game? Yeah. Um, you know, I think obviously the big offensive Take a line. knee if they're up at the um, end. Do you think they practice that this week? Do you think they practice it? I would hope so. I know Cristobal says like, he doesn't want to take knees. Not, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. But do you think, think? Do you think they did? I think you have to change your philosophy on that after that happens. <laughs> Otherwise, you you risk maybe losing your locker room. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. Probably said that like five years ago too. But here yeah. we are. Um, still doing it. Uh, yeah, but I, I think the what I believe might happen is this Georgia Tech game is such an outlier. Um, you know, for them performance wise, I mean, it was a bad yeah. game. Quite frankly, they didn't run the ball as effectively as I thought they would, especially against a team. Again, that's kind of two weeks in a row now. Virginia Tech was giving up 100 million yards per game rushing. Um, they stoned Pitt. Georgia Tech giving up all these yards. I wouldn't say they stoned them, but they certainly stopped limited. them from what I thought that they could do. Certainly limited them. Um, you know, So you're able to get back to that at all, running the football effectively, ground and pound against this front, which is much improved. And again, KG, you, you said it 100 times, Coach Mack Brown, Stop the run, stop the run, stop the run. And, you know, th- they've gotten certainly better at that, giving up 120 yards a game, um, you know, I, I think is is drastic improvement, especially the teams that they play. That This is not – there's not one FCS game on this schedule. And I think that's really impressive. And especially a team like App State and Minnesota, and you could throw Pitt and Syracuse in there that want to run the football, and for that to be your average is, is very impressive. So can Miami do that? Can they also not make silly plays turning the ball over, especially in the red zone? I mean, that was very uncharacteristic, right, of Tyler Van Dyke, something that we had not seen all year. You know, we're thinking, okay, we're back, right. you know, 20, you know, 21 version when he's lighting it on fire. And then we start to see some of that crazy mm-hmm. stuff. And it's just like, what in the world is happening there? So obviously in a game of this magnitude, turnovers are at an all-time high. Running the football will be very important if you can do that and, and can, kind of control the game because I don't think you want to get in a track meet with yes. these guys. I mean, they can do whatever they want offensively. I know your defense is exceptional and, and quite frankly, very good, but you don't want to do that. You, you do not want to be in a, in a match where you're having to score 50 to win the football game against Drake May in this offense. So I, I think can they kind of, like I said about Louisville last week in Notre Dame, can they set the tempo offensively and slow the game down, limit possession. Exactly. I feel like this game has to be played in the 20s for Miami to win it. I'm not sure it can be played in the 30s or 40s. And North Carolina has scored over 30 in every game they've played. So that's a big test for this Miami defense and that heralded secondary and some of these young guys on the D-line. You mentioned Miami beating themselves. We all know about the knee. Okay, that's, that's not, yes, obviously you beat yourself with that, but that's not really what we're talking about. With Miami, five total turnovers against Georgia Tech, three picks by TVD, mm-hmm. which is uncharacteristic. He, he generally doesn't have a turnover problem. 
The other thing too with Miami is they rank 117th nationally in penalties per game. Mm. So you take mm. that on the road into Keenan, where we know it's going to be lit. We heard Cayman Rucker talking about yeah. that on Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. All of those things concern me, Mac, because at this point, Miami has done more to hurt itself on the year than North Carolina right. has, especially lately. 100%. Drake May hasn't really been yeah. throwing picks lately. He's It seems to have cleaned that up a little bit. Right. And, and again, I think when you're looking at really both these offenses, very explosive, uh, probably Miami a little bit more balanced, but in, UNC is certainly shown that they can be balanced when they need to, uh, but both averaging over 500 yards a game. I mean, that is Ooh. amazing uh, to, to see that and the points that they both put up. But I agree with you. I mean, this is a type of game, again, 7.30, night game, ABC, everyone's watching, where you have got to play your best game. You cannot shoot yourself in the foot and, and get behind the eight ball, especially against the number 12 team in the country that is ascending and getting better and better each and every week. So, I think when you look at it, you know, obviously defensively, you know, can we get after Drake May? I mean, that has been the Achilles heel of this offense, even before Drake. I mean, when when Sam Howe got there, you know, three, four years ago, five years ago, whatever it is, three, I don't know what I was thinking there. Um, you know, and and I mean they they were giving up fifty seconds. He had to run for his life. And and I think they're (laughs) yeah, I think they're trending away from that a little bit. But you know, this is a game where I would certainly try to heat him up because it's what do you do? You know, right. do, do you try to go a two safety look and, and have that shell look and try to prevent any of the deep passing? OK, great. We're just going to run the football. We're going to run the heck out of it because that's what we can do. Are you going to try to have one safety high, more DBs, get the box, you know, kind of loaded up? Great. We're going to throw the ball deep. We're going to take our burners and go all over you. So it's it's a weird decision. And to me, KG, when, when your back is a little bit up the wall up against the wall, like I just kind of mm-hmm. presented that situation. You blitz. Yes. You try to hurry them up. You try to get after them. You try to make things happen. Just make the decisions faster because when you do blitz and it's a, a pass, unless a guy just is not in man-to-man, is not in phase, is not in stride, and it's a deep shot touchdown, you know you're probably only getting that ball you know, 8 to 13 yards downfield because you have to make a decision so quickly. So that's probably what I would do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a great decision at all, uh, but that's probably what I would try to do and just speed up the process of this team and, and see if they can handle it. I agree. I think, you know, we, we heard it with Cayman Rucker talking about Drake May. You're not going to confuse him. Like you're no. not going to confuse him with different coverages most likely, but can you get after him? Can you get him on the ground? Right. That's where I think you have the best shot. And still that's going to be very difficult before we yeah. pick this Mac from you as an offensive line guru, both <laughs> of these D lines are capable and Miami's O line has been very much retooled and looks a lot better. Which mm-hmm. O-line would you give the nod? Which O-line do you feel better about protecting their star QB in this game? Yeah, yeah. It's um, Heels fans just are going to be pissed at me. Coach Brown's going to be pissed at me. He said this the, the other day when we were in Pittsburgh, the other day, the other week, when we were in Pittsburgh. But it, it, it's very clear. I mean, the writing and evidence is on the wall. It's Miami. Okay. I mean, there, there's no question about it. I mean, the, the things that they've retooled with, the people that they have gone out and got, uh, and just the level that they're playing at. I mean, you know, when you look at Carolina, they have doubled the amount of sacks, uh, you know, more than these guys. So I know passing might be a little bit heavier. Obviously, there's more opportunity when you throw the football more. I understand that. But if we're all being real, like, come on. All right. So that's, <laughs> what are we talking about? That's I where Miami. I think Miami has a chance. That's where I think Miami has a chance. But when you protect TVD, when you give him a clean pocket, he's got to make good decisions. I want to say yes. this because I want to clarify and rectify 
what I said last Friday. And Uh-oh. just be very Uh-oh. clear here. This is my stat. North Carolina is 4-1 versus the spread this season. That Come is on. very good. The only yep. game they didn't cover was App. Mm-hmm. And good teams win, great teams cover. We know this, Mac. That's the difference right now with North Carolina. Besides App, they've blown everybody out. Now, are they going to blow out Miami? No, I don't think so. But are they going to win and are they going to cover? I do think so. I'm taking North Carolina minus three and a half. Come on. I like that. I, I mean, I I am still very interested just to see the mindset of this Miami team. Yeah, and, that's the other know, factor. Since, since, we, since we reacted on Monday, KG, you know, some other things have, have kind of surfaced and Coach did take full blame. And Was he, he down? said that many times. Uh, I think he was down. Yeah, Absolutely. that's the other part of this. 100%. I think Oof. it is funny, but Brutal. It, it, don't put the game in the exactly. referee's hands. Exactly. Like it's not. That's why I don't really even acknowledge that part when fans say that because it's like you shouldn't have been in that situation. But yeah, he was for sure down. Um, I wonder if the ACC has said anything about that. We need to look into that. Miami said some, seen or my I've seen Miami fans saying stuff. I'll say that <laughs> they're not happy about it. Um, but I'm just interested mindset wise. You know what? What is this Miami team going to look like? Who are they going to be coming out of this? Because all of your goals are still in front of you. And you control your own destiny. Yep. You know, with, with the teams that you play and, and who's in front of you. you. Play Louisville. You play North Carolina, obviously, right now. Clemson and FSU. You are fine if you take care of business. Now, it's also brutal, and that's a very difficult stretch, you know, that you have coming up here. But you control it all. So I, I hope that those young men understand that, and it's not just a woe is me situation. This is a fantastic game that we see. But I could also see that not being the case. I could also mm. see – you know, guys getting disappointed, guys getting down, and quite frankly, a UNC team that's playing at a very high level that I think is going to only take it up a notch now that Tez is there for a full you know, week as, as a guy, two weeks, excuse me, and has a full game under his belt. I think that's a piece of the offense that we probably see unlocked mm. here in this game. So yeah. I'm also going the heels. I think they win by maybe two touchdowns Ooh. or more. I mean, I, I, feel, I feel pretty confident about them, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. This is a big test, I think, for the new culture at Miami. How do they look? And the difference, yes. too, if you were um, if you were North Carolina or Louisville or something where you don't play the other teams at the top, you'd probably – you'd have less of a chance. But Miami plays North Carolina and they play Florida State, so they have every chance to get back into a possible ACC championship. Mac, let's get to our next game in the big game breakdown. Just down the road, another primetime game. You guys will be there. NC State at number 17, Duke. Duke's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The same spread, Mac. 8 p.m. on ACC Network. The quarterbacks, I think, are the big, you know, storyline here. MJ Morris is in his second start of this season. He threw some picks, but beyond that, and as Mac was talking about last week, a lot of those really weren't his fault. He looked good. And KJ Concepcion, they seem to have a, a very good connection. On the flip side, will Riley play? I mean, that's, look, he's day-to-day, high ankle sprain on September 30th. So basically two weeks ago, two weeks when it's game day, can he play? Can he be, can he, can he be super effective? But does Duke really need him to be? Can Duke just run the ball? Mm. I mean, these, these are the questions. Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, I've heard Graham Barton is back, so that's exciting. Great news. Uh, for a backup or for Riley, whoever plays, mm-hmm. when you have the best offensive lineman on the field back, that, that's always it, it's super exciting. And I've also heard Riley might play. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. Take now, do that I think thing up? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> do I think he should? Maybe not. Um, I, I think that uh, 
you got to be really cognizant of the film that you're putting out there because EJ Manuel said it best. When those pros turn on the tape, when mm. those scouts turn it on, they ain't like an asterisk that says Riley has an ankle injury. It's just Riley Leonard's tape. But Mac, and so if you start Riley Leonard, with that, he doesn't care about that. I agree, but he you should. wants to win. <laughs> I agree, but you should. I'm just saying, mm. we'll see what happens. Now, I, I certainly think that you know it shows that competitor and his yeah. drive, and everybody's going to play hard for him, no question. But I do just you know I want him to think about it, and maybe he will, maybe mm. he won't. Who knows? Uh, we'll see if he plays, but I'm going to assume right now that he's not playing. Uh, because again, with how bad that injury was, how bad it looked, uh, you just really have no clue. So the biggest question mark is who the heck is the guy at quarterback, you know, for for Duke. And now the good news is we, we got to see a small sample size, right. Uh, Of, you know, when they were playing Lafayette and, and, you know, Henry went in the game and, you know, he was slinging it eight for eight, 118 yards and a touchdown. Um, very impressive. Has a big arm. He's like six foot three, six foot four. You know, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's a big dude. Um, and, and I think we'll be able to operate in this offense. And the other good thing is, your your offense has been very dependent on the run. Exactly. Hand the ball off. Do some quarterback runs when you need to. But you, your guys got your back. And you also have three, four really solid wide receivers that that can help you. It would be one thing if a guy's going into the situation and. You know, Riley has like 2,000 yards passing, 1,000 yards rushing, and and literally has had to do everything. But that's not quite the case. Mm-hmm. You know, this team is very good. And I, I think it's quite frankly, it's probably a little disrespectful for the Duke team right now. If, if you're just sitting here saying, oh, the season's over, you know, this and that. This team is good. This offensive line, good. Running back's great. Defenses have been playing with their hair on fire. So I still think this is a very good Duke team. Obviously, some question marks because of the position. Uh, but but I'm excited, and I think they're going to get after it. That's well said, Mac. This is a Duke team that wants to run the ball, even with Riley. And yeah. their backup is mobile as well, so you don't have right. to take a lot of that out of it. They have so many veterans everywhere, veteran O-line, veteran running backs, and the defense has been really, really good. So can yes. the defense carry you in this game? On the flip side, NC State's defense has also been really, really good. Yes, they're coming right. off a Marshall game where they gave up 41, but a lot of those – um, Marshall got the ball in really good situations because of the turnovers. Yeah, 21, so gonna, 21 points. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to really hold them too accountable for that. And low-key, Marshall's kind of good. Um, but this defense <laughs> and Peyton Wilson going against a Duke offense that is not at full strength, I would give the edge there, I think, to this NC State defense. And this is just right. a new NC State. Like, the only film you can really watch – I mean, you can watch some of N.J. Morris from last year, but the only film you can really watch is Marshall. And they put up a mm-hmm. bunch of points. So – I think mm-hmm. Duke has a little more unknowns with what this right. NC State offense is going to do. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. And, you know, I, I think, you know, just to look at the NC State defense quickly because we kind of finished with Duke offense, um, this is a hard game to prepare for if you're Duke and you're a freshman who hasn't yeah. played a lot of ball and you're going against Tony Gibson, uh, who, who defensive coordinator loves to dial things mm-hmm. up. And 30-year-old Peyton Wilson. And 30-year-old Peyton Wilson, who's playing his tail off, yeah. by the way. Playing like an All-American. 70 tackles. Seriously, 70 mm-hmm. tackles, three and a half sacks, uh, a bunch of PBUs, a pick. I think he had a fumble, re- couple of fumble recoveries. I mean, this dude's playing at a high level. Uh, had a fake punt run that he did really well on, which was fun to see. Um, he's playing exceptional. And, and so look out for him. Like, know where that guy is. Uh, but also just what, what does NC State try to do? Are they going to try to – confuse them? Are they going to try to show a bunch of different looks just to get Duke to maybe check out of something? That cat and mouse game is going to be fantastic Mm. to see between Kevin Johns and Coach Gibson 
uh, you know, of of both respective coordinators there. And again, just having a young and experienced guy, how much do you, do you put on his plate? How much do you give him? And he's looking at stuff wide eyed like a deer in, in the headlights there. Uh, it could be interesting very quickly. Now, what you said about the NC State offense, I think is very true as well uh, because they were so different. I mean, that's the most points they've scored. And I don't even know when. Uh, Remember, you know. they hadn't scored over – what did I look up? They hadn't scored like over 50 in an ACC game since 2011 or something. Right. And Marshall's something, not an right? ACC opponent, but still. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, you know, that firepower uh, and, and guys just playing better. Using Trent Penix in the passing game was fantastic. I've been mm-hmm. begging and pleading Finally. for that. Uh, funny enough, I think they scored on the same play. And it was like 60 and 50-yard completions. It was kind of like this little – he's going out of the backfield – breaking down like he's about to block for a screen. Then he's like, see ya, I'm out of here, you know, right by the, the defensive back. So, you know, certainly something to watch for when, when you do that. And, and do they try that again early and often? Uh, but as you said, Concepcion has been electric. I mean, that dude is fast. 31 receptions. I mean, that's 20 more than the next guy. That's a lot for a Ooh. freshman to take in. You hope other people can continue to step up and, and help him. But also the run game, I thought, was improved. Against a Marshall team yes. that does not like to be ran on. I mean, that, that's kind of their bread and butter, Coach Huff over there and, and the things that they do defensively. So th- this is going to be fun. I'm very excited that we're at this game. I'll be more excited if Riley plays. Uh, but <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be exceptional and can't wait to see it. Well, I think also the more the threat of an actual passing attack is really helping this NC State run game. Really? Right? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Mac, this spread though stresses me out because Duke's three and two against the spread. They were three and one before the Notre Dame, and in Notre Dame, of course, with the two point conversion, they, they unbelievable. Found a way. That was crazy, by the way. Bad beat. It was a bad beat. Bad beat. NC State is one four and one against the spread. Their only cover has been against Marshall. So, <laughs> what the heck do you do here? I, I, as much as we think this Duke offense can still be effective, Uh-oh. I think Riley Leonard is so Uh-oh. important. Uh-oh. He's so important to this team. And as someone who has broken an ankle and sprained him. 50 billion times, you can tape that thing up as much as you want, but it's still, it's not going to, you're not going to feel as loose and as free as you normally do. So I hate myself for it, but I am taking NC State plus three and a half. And honestly, I think, I think State wins outright. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love to hear that. Say it with your chest. I pick against Duke, against the spread. Duke fans know, and I hate myself for it. I don't know why I do it, but this is, this is me. This is who I am. (laughs) This is what I do. Uh, I am not going that route. I I think that Duke, uh, well, Max probably right. Look at his record. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Um, I I think that the team comes together. I think again, injuries and, you know, things of that nature really galvanize a team. You've had two weeks now. They've had a bye week. Yeah. Your young quarterback to practice as the guy. So I think that's important as well. But again, that, that NC State defense is going to be unlike anything he's ever seen mm-hmm. uh, before in, in the level of tenacity that they play with. I do think it helps that it's at home, night game, a lot of juice, a lot of excitement. Uh, so with that said, I'm going with Duke. But I do think this is a just a crazy game. And uh, again, I'm so excited we're there. I can't wait to see it in person. Duke fans, you still better show up. It's not basketball season yet. Oh, no, they'll be there. They'll be and there. Don't, you know, don't think season's over if Riley doesn't play. The Wade Wackos need to be there. (laughs) Okay, Mac, speed round. Let's roll through it. Syracuse at number four, Florida State. Florida State's a 17.5 point favorite noon on ABC. Syracuse's um, October of death continues. (laughs) I guess counting the Clemson game too. 
And this is their second straight game on the road against the yeah. top 15 team. It's just yeah. brutal. Right. They don't have a Ronde Gadsden, as we know. I think Florida State covers here. And the way they started against Virginia Tech, Florida State should have covered against Virginia Tech. They let them back in. They kind of took their foot off the gas. Let's see if maybe Norvell uses that as like a teaching moment right. and they're able to keep their foot on the gas a little more in this game. And the spread's quite a bit lower at 17 and a half. So mm-hmm. give me the Knolls. I think the Knolls cover. Wow. That is fascinating. So I didn't think you were going to. I thought I, I thought I was going to get a game on you. I thought I I'm was. I'm out on here. Syracuse. You're fading Qs. You know what's funny? Um, it's the October a lot of their, Yeah. So so I do my, you know, my power rankings and Qs, unfortunately. Listen, I love Syracuse. I really do. I love your staff. I love your players. All that. The campus is is pretty at times when it's not snowing. <laughs> um when it's perfect weather only. Not as pretty um, as Tallahassee. You got, you got a great uh, broadcasting school up there, like everybody in the oh, world. Yeah. If you want to work for ESPN. We like you, orange. You have to go there. And we like, we orange. like orange. Very similar color. But this is what y'all do. Y'all mm-hmm. free fall and just fall to pieces. Over. And, you know, it is kind of unfortunate. We can actually jump into this. I didn't think we would, but we can jump into this, KG. I think some of it is because of, and maybe even a lot of it, is the very unfortunate nature of where college football is right now because mm. Syracuse has lost a handful of really, really talented guys to the portal and to NIL and maybe even other guy, like other high school guys that they would have gotten that now they're not because, hey, you know, we'll give you 20 grand to come here and whatever it yeah. is. I have no clue what these numbers are. And Syracuse can or cannot keep up with that, you know, whatever it is. And so I think they've been affect by, affected by that negatively. Um, I mean, look at Deuce Dino Chestnut. was talking about it. Yeah, look at the, the – I forget his name, but the, the safety that transferred to Ohio State. I mean, that, that those are massive blows, mm-hmm. right, to, to guys that were big-time players for you. Think about this. Think think about, uh, you know, that, that, little, that little running back at Louisville that's having such a good year. He was at Syracuse. Yes. He yes. started at Syracuse. It's crazy to think I about. I didn't even remember him at Syracuse. I, know, I guess he was behind Sean Tucker. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's crazy when you look at this and, and the guys that they've lost and, and – you know, whatever. Now they certainly have also gotten guys in. Like you look at their quarterback, he, mm-hmm. he's a transfer and, and got right, there. So right. it is, you know, kind of these checks and balances, but I do think they've been a little affected by that. With all of that said, FSU is going to just absolutely kill these guys. I mean, I, I think that the running attack is going to be electric. The stadium's going to be nuts. It's a noon game, but they're going to be jacked up to see the Knolls. I think that Tallahassee is about to go on a warpath, like I said, and uh, really just turn it up to end the, end the year here. I think they cover. Not easily, but they cover. Okay. I like that. I agree. Yeah. For your point about Jawar Jordan, um, if you don't have to, if you do have to sit out a year, does he leave? Right. Probably not. Exactly. I mean, that's the question. Yeah. That's the question with a lot of these schools that are trying to keep talent. It's a lot harder to keep talent. Okay. Speaking of Jawar Jordan, Louisville, number 14, Louisville, up into number 14 in the nation at Pittsburgh. Louisville's a seven and a half point favorite. Seven and a half is a interest is a oh no, it's the only spread, the seven and a half. Three and a half is the number of the big game breakdown. Okay, Kelly. Have more coffee. Louisville at Pitt, 6 30 p.m. on the CW network. And look, I think from the Louisville side, coming off, is it fair to say one of the bigger wins in their program's history? Yeah. I mean, definitely yeah. one of the bigger no wins question. for Jeff Brom, no matter at, at different stops. Yeah. Can you can maintain that same focus? Can you not be reading your press clippings? You're now number 14 in the country, et cetera. On the flip side, what in the hell is happening Dang, at Pittsburgh? Kelly cussing on here. Oh, my Matt, God. Yeah, yes. What in the darn heck is happening at Pittsburgh? 
we've got a complaint vase, complaint jar in the lobby. <laughs> Mac, what are we doing? That was so bad. Why would you ever do that? Why would you? Where Why is the person the that says, hey, guys, we're going to get memed for this? Where is that person? <laughs> like put in the locker room where, you know, hopefully no one sees it. So no one can take a picture of it? That was so weird. So silly. I mean. I have a complaint. These coaches, Don't put man, the complaint vase in listen, the lobby. <laughs> I love them, but they get so weird and do the strangest things what? sometimes. Whatever you think works, man. If it wins you, if it wins you this football game, I'll buy I you guess. a thousand vases and send them up there. We'll have them everywhere. Uh, you can complain or not complain. The, the huddle set will be decorated with vases <laughs> all, all everywhere. Of them, all of them. I mean, I've got a bunch in the garage right here. We'll bring them all. Um, it's super weird. I mean, everything that you know is kind of happening right there with Pittsburgh being one and four and probably about to be one and five um, is just bizarre. I mean, this is a team, KG, I, I think if I'm correct. I mean, I was pretty confident in them going into this season and talking about Dark Horse and you know winning the ACC and and you got they finished in the top COVID. 25 last year. Yeah, you got your quarterback, and the defense is going to reload, and the offensive line is sick. And then injuries, injuries, injuries don't play what we thought. And it's just mm-hmm. like, well, okay, this is weird. So, you know, th- their situation is is super strange. And, you know, just all the, the verbiage and confusion just coming from different sound bites out of there. You're just like, what are we doing? I mean, this is this is crazy. So, anyway, that's enough pit talk for me. The cards are playing at a super high level. And I think everything that you said – about do not fall into the trap uh, of reading your own stuff, of looking mm-hmm. at how good we are. Keep it rolling. Because already I, I would love to you know, kind of remind people is we probably expected you to be close to this. Like it's yeah. not some br- bullish schedule that, oh, my God, look what we've done here. So I hope that that kind of help internalizes them because this run, this will be impressive. If you finish the season here, that's where we'll be like, okay, wow. This is really, really good, especially with a ranked Duke team. See what happens there. A ranked Miami team. See what happens there. And, of mm. course, a ranked Kentucky team. At this point, you've got three ranked teams to finish the season uh, and, and how difficult of a run that will be, especially going to Miami. The good thing is, though, KG, out of those games I just mentioned, they've got one, two, three, four home games to finish the last five. So that is exceptional to, to be awesome. there, to get that place rocking, to get everybody excited. Uh, what an opportunity Louisville has. Because quite frankly, you know, a lot of people are are saying Charlotte and beyond. And I just say, why not? Who knows? I mean, this team is playing inspired. They're together and uh, they're playing at a high clip. So it starts here, though, in a, in a tricky little game. I don't know if I'm going to call it a trap game, but I'll say a tricky little mm. game going to Pittsburgh. And you bring up environment on the road where I feel like that stadium is going to be dead. So you got to bring your own energy. But Pitt has really struggled to stop the run, and I expect Louisville to run all over him. We do have to mention for Pitt, uh, Christian Veyer, Veyer, which they were talking about how to say his name. His dad apparently says it differently. I'm so confused. He is the new quarterback. (laughs) Jerkovic is apparently not playing tight end. He's going to be QB2, even though we saw some reports he's going to play tight end. And then also when asked about it, it sounded like Narduzzi didn't even really want to bench Phil, but he said Frank Signetti made the call. I don't know. So I'm like, what in the world is happening? It's weird. All that being said, give me Louisville minus seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty easy. Uh, and that, that, but where the line is though, it does that, make me think, the, what ooh, do they know? Yeah. What yeah. do they know? Why do they know it? How I do they I think there's know still it? just some lack of trust with Louisville, maybe going on the road. Right. Okay. 
sure. sleepy environment. Sure. And you just came off such a, a high. But I think Jeff man. Brom, yeah. Jeff Brom is the guy where his culture is obviously being put into place where they can handle this, I right. think. <laughs> I, think. I, think. I do too. I do too. So we shall see. We will see. Maybe Vegas is just trying to trick you. They just want you to take pit. They just are saying, hey, look at this number. Look at it right here. So pretty. See you later. Get out of my. That's what you always try to think. What does Vegas want me to do? What do they? Vegas want wants me to say, "Oh, Louisville's going to roll," so that that stresses me out. What does Vegas want me to do in this last game, Mac? Wake Forest at Virginia Tech. Do they want me to watch? I'm not sure. Uh, Virginia Tech's a one and a half point favorite, three thirty on ACC Network. Wake Forest coming off a game where they low key almost beat Clemson, but they couldn't score. <laughs> but their defense did look better yeah. against Clemson. And you're going to Lane Stadium. Virginia Tech did some good things in the Florida State game. They dug themselves a hole they couldn't get out of, but still some good things. I'm going to go with Kyron Drones. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. I Mm. think Wake Forest maybe got beat up a little bit. I know Mitch Griffiths was on the ground a lot against Clemson. So I'm going to go with the Hokies here. I think that's a safe bet, KG. And I think it's a... Straight pick them pretty much. I mean, it's as close as 50-50 as you can get on the ESPN matchup predictor. Uh, and, and, of course, a one-and-a-half favorite at home. Isn't it normally three? You get three for being at home. So then it's it's in a weird spot there. So I think it's a straight-up pick them. I, I think you, you, everything you said about Wake Forest being a little banged up, a uh, little bit of emotional game because you think, oh, we're close, and then you're not really that close. Um, and the Hokies maybe – they're both in weird spots, quite frankly. They so are. I'm going with Lane Stadium. I think it's it's right. packed out. I think it's a sellout again. Um, and I, I think that that will be the ultimate. No, they're amazing. I think that'll be the ultimate, you know, kind of difference maker, and, and the Hokies get it done. I agree, Mac. This was a great episode. We've got some good games Come on. this week. UNC Miami. I'm very excited for. I think NC State Duke. What you're saying, sneaky, sneaky yeah. good game. Is that the only so one I'm we differed on? That. That's the only one, right? Yes. So I'm putting game. my faith in NC State, which. Uh, terrifies me. But Mac, let's just say for our listeners, you know what I'm going to say here? If you are listening and you have a friend or a family member who's a Miami fan, who's a North Carolina fan, who's a Louisville fan, send them the episode. Come on. Send it to them. They need to hear it. Say, hey, these guys are pretty cool. You should listen to it. (laughs) You should check them out. You know who also is pretty cool? Ingles Markets. They're yes. pretty cool. Love Come going on. there. Big shout out to them. Everything they do for us in, in this episode. Like you said, KG, a fun one. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these games go. I, w- I do want to get this on on uh, on record here. Mm. This could be a very go ACC weekend. I'm just going to put that in the universe. Oh, gosh. Just going to put it out there. So You're we saying can go back if to this moment. Miami beats UNC, NC State beats Duke, and Pitt somehow beats Louisville? Maybe. We'll see. Go ACC. <laughs> You heard it here first. Hopefully, this is the only place you hear it because well, I have Matt, my ten, when your conference hat on today. When your conference is a gauntlet, this is what happens. You're not playing <laughs> Purdue and Indiana, Michigan I and Ohio State. AC, every ACC team should be ranked. Quite frankly, I mean that's there. There's a lot of teams out there that are yeah. ranked that don't want to play these teams. I guarantee you that. I've rank seen them all. I, I even see. rank the bottom feeders like Clemson. That's right, the bottom feeders. The grocery eaters like We got to go. We're out of here. Thank you guys for joining us. We need you to go over to YouTube right now. Join this party. We have too much fun. You got to watch all these things that we're doing over here. Leave some comments as well. We see you guys out there and appreciate that. And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.